Hey transitors, our bags are packed, our laces are tied, we are on the move. This is 20s in Transit. Hey guys, welcome to my podcast. 20s in, 20s in Transit, Transit. What the hell is life in our 20s? As in, as in. What the hell, what the hell? Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in once again. This is a continuation of last week's episode on quarter life crisis. Since we couldn't finish, we couldn't exhaust all the points last week. So this is just a continuation of last week's topic. Uh, when it comes to healing, mm-hmm. I think the number one thing that you have to accept, mm-hmm. whatever happened did happen. Okay. And when you expect people to help you to heal, Mm-hmm. actually you're lying to yourself because mm-hmm. number one it has to start with you i remember when as much as i left that relationship and mm-hmm. got into another one it still didn't end well actually for this one things really got really hot hot no even visited family you know mm-hmm. f- parents and all that mm-hmm. but by the time i was you no know, getting and asking myself oh what happened i realized oh where this person is dating two people at the same time and actually is planning a wedding. Wow. I was broken from the first relationship, but this one just killed everything I've ever believed about men. Everything. It was a pain that I've never felt. And it's not the physical pain. Yeah. It was a deeper one. At that moment, I decided I don't want to rush, number one, into any relationship. It's been three years, going to four. I'm wow. still single. Somehow I feel now I'm at peace. It's time to move on because number one, as much as I don't, people sometimes don't want to admit it. Time is not waiting for anyone. No, it's not waiting for anyone. And as much as I will keep on no sulking in, oh, this happened to yeah. me. I don't want any money in my life anymore. Mm. Or, no, time is still going on. I really think it's a better uh, place to be at. Mm-hmm. I, I, I also am thinking about what you're talking about. Time waits for no man. Mm-hmm. Time waits, waits for no man. Mm-hmm. However, our timings are different. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> true. God has those people who will get married at 40. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Others at 25. I got married at 24. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Others at 35, you know. And then God has not run out of gifts. True. Mm-hmm. God has not run out of men. That's God has true. not run out of jobs. Mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. You know, there are times when I'm praying and I tell God, God, by the way, you know me. You know this whole Kenya. Mm-hmm. You know where you place me and I'll flourish, mm-hmm. you know. And probably that's why I'm seated here talking mm-hmm. to you guys, you know, True. because I ask God, you are the one who knows. So basically, sometimes the insecurity comes in because we don't trust. It's actually yeah. a trust issue. Mm-hmm. But now this trust is for God. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we don't trust enough to say, okay, this has not worked. Let me sit back and wait and see what God will do. You mm-hmm. know? And in the process, you actually miss out because that person is just around the corner. But because you're so fidgety, you move a bit and they pass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you've just moved you've off, just, you know? Yeah. yeah. I would say personally for me, the period why I didn't even let anyone, as much as it was a trust thing, mm-hmm. I also wanted to work on myself. I didn't want someone to come and define me. Or someone try and come But and it was also a period things. of healing. That's it how you were mourning. Yeah, actually, it That's was how, for how me, you're say, it was a period of healing. Because I think right now I'm so confident if... People who knew me then, I've always had a very strong personality. That's one thing that I know. Um, very confident. But there's another 
resilient yeah resilience and also another pride in myself mm-hmm. knowing i've gone through Yourself this i've survived yeah. i don't think sometimes i always say i don't think there's anything right that now that would me. happen in my life that yeah. would check me yeah. and especially emotionally yeah. my emotional thing i've really grown learned to take things it has really helped me even in career wise mm-hmm. things happen and you're like hey this is not the time to pity party no yeah. it's no. time to make a decision and you <laughs> and know move. do i move on or do i fight for this and sometimes you know people want to there's, there's one thing that i've learned about and especially women we talk to each other with your girls you'll go and try oh but compare notes you can never have the same life as your friends and then they that. seem to know you better than you know yourself exactly. which is why i was saying yeah. you know yourself so well exactly. so people give you advice yeah. you change from what you are planning the, to you're do true you. and you know yourself better i just know what i want in my mm. life there's something what my mother once told me that i'll never forget marriage it's not a place you go to visit No. It's not a place you go to visit. Yeah. The minute you decide to say I do, it is a till death do me part. She told me if you just get in it because you think oh if things don't work I can I just can leave. Work. I can yeah. leave. Yeah. Trust me it's gonna end like that. Um do you think nowadays marriages are founded on convenience? Sadly, almost yes. majority yes. Wow. Either you're getting married because uh, the person has money or they come from a good family mm-hmm. and sometimes you so pretty you want a big wedding yeah and it's want, almost there you want a wedding a actually big wedding. a big wedding where everyone will and talk all your like girls, ready oh for my it. god the wedding was so super but what happens to how you feel inside after the wedding is over then what okay i've not gotten That's to that point yet for them. but honestly <laughs> I, i know even during the wedding they feel empty inside inside yes. I'm sure they feel empty. I really wanted to comment something on that yeah, actually yeah. because I was thinking to myself when you're going to get married or to marry make sure you really love that man or that woman because there's nobody who is perfect. Mm-hmm. Those red flags she's talking about when you really love that person yeah. in your heart you're like I can do with you know you ignore it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does not matter much. But if that person is irritating you when you are friends <laughs> really you know you are going to get so irritated when you are married you get me because yeah, they, yeah because they are not perfect yeah. they are going to make those mistakes but look at how you do you deal with that mistake of this mm. person and this person they can make the same mistake but one you can just forgive them you mm. know you are just looking at them and loving them and yeah. <laughs> like oh how could he do that but anyway he's my husband and also sometimes honestly right now currently i would say most people get into marriage because your parents you know that thing of your parents pressure the pressure I can't and everyone is getting married yeah you just want to get married because oh you're afraid of time Uh, like maybe right married. now I start saying oh Stephanie you just turned 30 so you need to your biological married. clock is it's also ticking yes. because everyone is reminding you yeah. of that and at the end at the end of the day you get, you realize the person you are getting to marry if you didn't have any pressure is the last person you'd go exactly. to that's true he's exactly. the last person yeah. you'd go to yeah. minus the pressure so and also at the society please <laughs> can we stop all this pressure <laughs> thing especially moms yeah. mothers i know, <laughs> oh. I know. mothers some and aunties mm. they can really give you some pressure which unnecessary pressure Mom, I had a question for you for what you said earlier. When when I asked about healing, you said that sometimes you flow into the next relationship and heal while you're in that relationship. What happens if the issues you had in the previous relationship stem up in this relationship because you really haven't dealt with them? 
you found this person, you're just from a, a relationship that's ended and you meet this person around the corner, like you said, and you fall in love with them and you really want things to work out. So they're probably okay. They are not from a recent relationship and they've probably taken time to heal. But you're from a relationship that's just ended and it's really done a number on you emotionally. So you come in with your own issues. That's true. You love this person. You like this person. Let me use like for this hot person. You like this person because they make you happy. You love hanging out with them. But then it gets to a point and these issues just keep coming up and you're really, really hurt. And so you had this other person and... You know, what, how do you deal with such a I situation? You have to address the issues. You have to deal with the issues. And um, hopefully that person is an understanding person that you can also tell, mm -hmm. this is what, you know, this is what my issues were in this kind of, in this other relationship. Yeah. This is what we faced. This is what we faced. And hope that they will not use them against you. Yeah. That would be a really sad, that would be a mean person, a yeah. cruel person. Yeah. But if it's a good person, you are able to say, these are the issues that I had in this other relationship. Yeah. And sometimes it's good to go a step ahead and go for counseling. You could go for counseling alone and then bring in the other person that you have now got into a relationship with. Mm. And then I tend to think there's fear. When people have been into a relationship and it didn't work, we already condemn ourselves so much. Is, so you yeah. keep looking at yourself and saying, oh, it didn't work because of ABCD. So this High class nonsense. I have seen <laughs> evil people in marriages. Mm -hmm. Their spouses are taking good care of them. Yeah. And so it's not about, at the, oh, I didn't do this mm. and I didn't take her here and I, didn't, I was not submissive to him. Yeah. We, we, we beat ourselves too much. Mm -hmm. which we shouldn't. There's nobody perfect. Yeah. Those who are in marriages are making worse mistakes than those that have broken marriages. Yes. So we need to actually speak to ourselves. And I still go back to who validates you, yeah. who decides who you are. Yeah. So you need to actually speak to yourself and say, these were the issues, this, uh, this I can work on. This was not mine. Yeah. It was more coming from the other side. And again, reassuring yourself, I'm worth something. So please don't beat yourself too much when you have, you know, that you made this mistake. I was too aggressive, like you're saying. Yeah. I have met very aggressive people and they're so happy in their marriages. Yeah. If you're aggressive, look for some Nigerian. He'll appreciate that. <laughs> aggressiveness. <laughs> Enjoy your marriage for heaven's oh sake. Oh my gosh, mom. I think we need to have another episode to just talk about relationships because then I feel like there's so much to talk about. Let me move away from the relationship issues and um, let's talk about finances in our 20s, right? Mm -hmm. We talked about careers. And I feel like careers go hand in hand with finance. Yeah. Some of us leave jobs because they're not paying me enough, right? Or we leave jobs because I have too many bills that this salary is not satisfying. Yeah. One of my biggest issues as a 24-year-old is that I'm in debt. I owe person A this much money because I borrowed because when I was drinking, I had to sustain a certain level of, you know, this kind of whiskey and I'd not go beyond that. And because I don't have the money to buy that bottle of whiskey, then I'd borrow from someone who has, right? It's not just that. It's, I think, also lack of um, advice. I don't think we have enough mentors, mm -hmm. you know, because I think I went through that kind of challenge when I was your age, perhaps 22, you know, okay. because I started working at 20. And then I go into this very 
nice organization. And this woman is very kind to me. She goes to London and she just brings me these very nice clothes, you know? Mm. And every time I'm buying them, you know? Yeah. And I really looked really nice. But I wished there was somebody to talk to me. Mm. So I think we, we sometimes lack mentorship. Mm -hmm. So that's how we go into those dates, you know? Yeah. I wish I was saving at that point. Yeah. You know, somebody was exploit, exploiting me. Mm -hmm. So I think that um, financial things, sometimes people have to advise. We need people ahead of us yeah. who tell us. For example, at, at this age, when you have some little money, you need to be saving with people like, for example, yeah. having that education thing, you know, where you, you save your money and you know that, okay, in another 10 years, they'll be giving me a lump sum every, you know. We don't get that kind of financial advice yeah. from people. Okay. We also need to know what is it I can do and I cannot do, but also living within your means. So I think it's a matter of sitting and looking seriously at what do I have? Mm -hmm. Do I need to live in this kind of place? Mm -hmm. if, I'm, if I'm getting this kind of money, perhaps I can go to this hostel mm -hmm. where they are giving me lunch and dinner and I pay only this amount. Yeah. I don't have to get a house of myself. So it's the options, the decisions you make at that point. Yeah. And if you have a debt, you can actually say, I have a debt from here, a debt from here, a debt from here. How, how about if I borrow from this one place, I handle all these debts and then I begin to pay from this, this one person, mm -hmm. you know, so I'm dealing with only one person. I'm not scared when I see people. Is it possible to live a debt-free life? I think it's Actually, possible. Actually, at your at 20s, mm -hmm. it's very possible. Very possible. Okay. It's very... For me, I've lived my 20s without debts. My, in my early 20s, I used to have jobs which I lived hand to mouth. Small pay, but I told myself, I'll never live beyond my, meaning, mm -hmm. my means. You know, what number, at 20s, your concern is uh, where do I hang out? Do How I do I look? Is my hair done after every two yeah. weeks? You know, What do is, I do with my birthday? Exactly. Yeah. Where do I hang out? Road trips and all that. Yeah. There's so many things I said no to. Number one, I don't club and I thank God that alcohol just refused me. I thank God. So my, the little money I had is I knew, number one, I'll use this for my monthly you know, expenses and the little that will remain, even if it's just 1,000, mm -hmm. I'll put it aside. It is very possible yeah. and it d requires discipline. If you don't have discipline, you. trust me, it will not. Even if someone gave you, you're earning 200,000, 300,000, yeah. trust me. If you can't handle 20,000, You'll mm. never handle that. For me, I always knew I will never borrow money to sustain a lifestyle that personally I'm not able to sustain it. Somehow I would plan my life. I would take. I can tell you, uh, in the coming month of May, I will buy two jeans, two tops. They will supplement what I have. Then I will get rid of the two old ones. Mm -hmm. I didn't just buy by impulse. Mm -hmm. And my secret was every time I'm leaving the house, I never left the house with more money, like extra money. I would make sure, okay, I have enough mm, money for true. my fare. Yeah. I have enough for my yes. lunch. <laughs> and maybe an extra 200 just because in case of something, an emergency or an in case. But no, not any more than don't carry in your no, bag. What you don't need. You're carrying five thousand going to work. Why? Where are you going with the five thousand? For what? Yeah. Because you know, at the end of the day, trust me, and especially for those of us who use town, mm -hmm. you know the CBD. Mm -hmm. You'll be passing, and you'll see all those dummies with those nice clothes. Yeah. You'll be tempted. Let me just go in. Maybe it's window shopping. Mm -hmm. Trust me, the window shopping will 
clear all your 5000 which you had not intended to use at the end of the day and at the end of the month what do you realize you've used all you, by the second week actually you don't have money to go to work the following day so what happens you go into that you don't want to go to your parents so what do you do it's borrowing mm-hmm. and sometimes your parents will be why are you borrow why are you asking us for money and you're already exactly. working mm-hmm. actually they, you should be the one giving them yeah you know yeah and then even the pressure of friends the friends you It's stick around with the friends there are people who put pressure on you they are doing things and you don't know how they're doing them mm-hmm. so you get pressurized i want to be like everyone else and you know the thing is actually my secret i think it's also i didn't have many friends and especially because i gave my life to christ at 21 i used to have so many friends before then and the minute i i changed my lifestyle mm-hmm. they started living one by mm-hmm. one one by one mm-hmm. all of them they left So I was like do I need new friends I was like no I yeah. got into church uh if and I was almost predictable yeah uh home work church sometimes if there's any evening service which is going on home so that means even my spending comes down It's less yes it comes yes. down You said something about do you walk away from your friends that are not Christians? Yeah. Like she's saying they've walked away. You don't, you if, don't walk away. They walk away. And if yeah. one remains mm-hmm. that is not a Christian but mm-hmm. they're not pulling you away, yeah. please stay with them. You know. I'll tell you what happened at 21 when I gave my life to Christ. My friends left and actually all of them I was friendless. I was a loner. Yeah. And at some point when I was strong enough in my faith, my new belief, there's one who came back. Mm-hmm. They're not born again. Mm-hmm. But we're still good friends. Mm-hmm. We respect each other. We respect our different faiths. Yeah. And we're okay with that. Most people think I'm boring now that I gave my life to Christ last year. I prefer to ignore because I'm really not about to have a back and forth about my Christianity and But why it's good to be on this. Mm-hmm. I'm not boring. It's just that one, for example, <laughs> I used to drink. Okay. Yeah. And the debt that I've accrued over the years is not because I was buying a piece of land somewhere. It's because I was buying whiskey for people at a club, you know? Mm-hmm. And so my debt and it really pains me to pay back is because there's nothing to show for it, mm-hmm. you know? And so most of my friends nowadays don't even talk to me. I have a thousand and one contacts, but I only talk to about five people. Mm-hmm. And that's because out of this 1005, only five were really really solid friends, you know? And so whether I'm saved or not, it, it doesn't really matter. doesn't matter. And so now that I'm here and I feel like I need to find myself and understand what Christianity is about, then I realize I'm alone. I'm like, "What? Where do I start? Who do I talk to?" If I'm not talking to either a pastor or my grandma or my boyfriend about Christianity, then who else am I talking to? I don't have a friend that I can talk to. But the thing that people forget is that I'm normal. I'm a human being. As much as I'm a, a Christian, being. I'm a human being. I'm a social, social being. being. Mm-hmm. I need someone to talk to, you know? And so I don't know who my friends are anymore because since I don't club, people don't call me anymore. Because on a Friday night, I'd rather be home watching a movie. Um, since I don't go for, I don't drink anymore, people don't call me for birthdays because they're not going to buy me a bottle of Del Monte when they're having whiskey, you know? And I'd rather spend my weekends in the house again because I don't drink anymore. People are not going to call and check up on me because I'm not going to come up with a solid plan for that day because then I was people would call me and I'd be like you've had this karaoke somewhere able let's go in the evening or you've had this this and this somewhere let's go. let's go so I always had a plan I was interesting I was the life of a party but now that roles have switched I'm no longer the life of a party yes but did you have real relationships they were not deep now that's you the get thing. and so 
there may be a period of silence, a period of having no friends, yeah. but they will come because as you go to church, mm-hmm. are there no people in church? There are. Slowly by slowly, you will get other people coming into your life. And talk about the debt. You're saying about the pain. Mm-hmm. You will manage to pay it. You yeah. know, there's a time in which when God wants to restore you, he does not tell you, you must walk step one, two, three, four. So worry not. Yeah. One day you'll move from here to there. So between now and when the Lord restores you, that should not be your worry. Yeah. That's his problem. So and now you, know, you do. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to cut you short. Um, for friends, I'll tell you this. In my 30 years, mm-hmm. I've realized in every season in your life, mm-hmm. you'll always have different people. Yeah. There are those who are meant to stay the whole course. Time. Mm-hmm. And there are those who are for that specific, specific season. Yeah. I can tell my early 20s, I had people I can name. I used to hang out with this so-and-so. Yeah. I used to have this person. The friends I made from my 25th birthday mm-hmm. till now. I still have them. Yeah. More mature people. Actually, yeah. the, when we meet, we just don't talk. We don't talk. Actually, we never talk about what is happening to whose life and mm. who left who or who is with who. Yeah. No. It's more of things which matter in life. Yeah. If yeah. mom, you'll agree with me. Mm-hmm. In your early 20s, actually, most people don't think about your future. You're only thinking, And then okay, you take a smile now. for everything. Yeah. Just because somebody has smiled at you yeah. doesn't mean they're your friends. Exactly. They could true. actually be your enemies. So at 20, around 2022, because of that identity crisis, yeah. you just want to endear yourself to everyone. Yeah. So even when you see a sign of this person is not really my friend, yeah. you actually hang out with yeah. them. So let them walk away. Now that we're talking about spirituality and Christianity, I find myself in this situation. There are times I'm really drawn to God. There are times I really, really want to be in prayer and worship. And I feel like things are going right. But for an instance, I'm not working at the moment. And so there's frustration that's built up for I don't have a job. I don't have money. How do I sustain my life? You know? Mm. And so I don't understand because I thought being a Christian would open doors for me. Okay? So sometimes I'm really, really angry at God. For example, I haven't been able to pray for the last one week. Because I'm really angry at God and I don't understand how me coming to him has not, he hasn't come through for me yet. I hear you. I've been a faithful prayer. I've worshipped. I've gone to church. I pay my dues where I need to. So why is he, is he not coming through for me, you know? So it's a love-hate relationship for God and I. Yes. Sometimes I'm really drawn to him. Other times I don't even want to listen to gospel music because I'm angry at him. So... Is that normal? It's very normal. It's very normal, but partly because we believe that God is the good for the good times. Yeah. <laughs> but God is God when things are tough, when things are easy. Mm. I was going to say, even from your friends who uh, you are drinking with or you are doing whatever with, yeah. you will be surprised that as you go through life, you'll realize what you learned from each one of them. It's the same thing. When you're going through this tough time, you may not see mm-hmm. who you are becoming. When you get a job, my dear, yeah. you will invest. You will do so many things. You will look back and you will be glad that you were dry. You will be glad that you lacked. So when the time of much comes, you know, when you have a lot, you will have learned a lot. I, I was telling somebody, I wish my parents were poor because my parents were rich, really, when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. If my parents were poor, I will not be here. I'll be in Karen because I would have thought more. <laughs> 
because I would have thought more, you know? Oh, because yeah. I never lacked. Mm -hmm. When I was in class three, and I'm 56 now, mm -hmm. when I was in class three, we had electricity in my home up country. So I never lacked. Mm -hmm. So every time I got money, I do this, I do this, I do this. If I had lacked at 22, in fact, at 22, I was going to buy a house and I changed my mind. Can you imagine if I had wow. the first house mm -hmm. at 22? Yeah. I worked with this organization, a bank. It was a very nice bank. Mm -hmm. It was called First National Bank of Chicago. In First National Bank of Chicago, mm -hmm. you had the 13th uh, salary. Mm -hmm. We were given lunch every day, nothing taken from your salary. Mm -hmm. We were taken for holidays and we would be in big, beautiful buses to Diani. Mm. or to Kiko Rock, or to wherever, or to Salt Lake, yeah. you know? And so, I was in like lavish life. Yeah. When you read the Bible and it tells you, be glad when you're going through trouble, mm -hmm. be glad, real glad. But then, mom, now that brings me to my next worry. Join us next week as we finalize on quarter-life crisis. We'd love to hear from you. Feel free to share your thoughts on Instagram at this is underscore Shiko. That is this is underscore Shiko. That's C I K U. Valentine Karaoke. That's K A R I U K I on Facebook and vwkaraoke.vk at gmail.com. That's vwkaraoke.vk at gmail.com. You guys can also rate us and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. Until next time, let's keep our laces tied, stay in transit. Hey transitors, our bags are packed, our laces are tied, we are on the move. This is 20s in Transit. Hey guys. Welcome to my podcast. Twenties in twenties in transit, transit. What the hell is life in our twenties? As in, as in. What the hell? What the hell? Hey guys, this is the final episode of Quarter Life Crisis and. I sure hope that we'll have covered as much of your questions as possible. But we'll be back soon with Julia and Steph to discuss more about some of the issues that you guys have raised. And I really, really, really appreciate the feedback. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more stuff soon. But then, mom, now that brings me to my next worry. Yes. How long am I supposed to be patient for, for things to look up, you know? Yes. How long? How much longer do I have to go through this phase? Twenty eighteen, for example, was a very bad year for me. I hear you. So I'm not going. I, I cannot imagine that twenty nineteen will be another year like twenty eighteen. Yes. Before Mom answers that, also you had asked about how your spirituality and God and the times you feel that you don't want to worship and pray. I've yeah. been there, and especially I, like I said, I gave my life to Christ when I was twenty one. Yeah. And the days I would feel, why am I even praying? Mm -hmm. Because at, at some point, after I left uh, college, mm -hmm. I stayed for, because of the living, I get a job today, I live and all that. Yeah. I stayed for two years in the house without mm -hmm. a job. Wow. And I was busy sending, I think most organizations have my CV somewhere because I, I would apply, I would apply <laughs> for jobs which they even asking for PhDs. <laughs>
you know you're just applying because you just want your seat yeah. to be in that database yeah. yeah and i remember there's a day i cried and i was like god as in for how long will i be depending on people to pay even my small, even when you want to buy a suite yeah actually, you, you have need to, to ask, ask someone for money. Exactly. exactly you need to ask someone to please yeah. give me a shilling to buy a suite yeah. i've been there and you're still born again you know your whole you're speaking in tongues yeah you know you can on you know you can lay hands in on, but on god people. is not but coming for through. you still you feel no and god the next how person not me? speaking in tongues is in a bmw exactly, exactly. actually i used to look at my friends who <laughs> Clearly, I'm not born again. Yeah. People used to hang out with. <laughs> Then I started desiring marriage from 20s. From, I think, 20. Mm-hmm. That's when I started desiring, God, I want to get married. I want to get married. And I used to look at people, even when after I gave my life to Christ, I still had that desire. And I would look at my friends who don't pray about things. Actually, they oh, never yeah. pray. And they come. Things just come. Yeah. And I would ask myself, okay, so God... <laughs> Eh, where's this plan? You always say I will not want a thing. You know when the Bible yeah. says in Psalms that I will not want a thing because the Lord is your shepherd. Yeah. So I was like, okay, where's the shepherdness here? Yeah. You know because you I'm like God, I'm not even wanting because I want yeah. something you can live without. I'm in need. I know. I, I'm like God, I'm in need. I know sometimes I actually then if you'd hear me pray those days, yeah. you think I'm talking with someone I can see mm. because I would question answers I'd be like so god why why did you even make me give my life to you yeah for what yeah i'm not working i actually then i didn't have a boyfriend yet mm-hmm. so i'd be like i'm not working i don't have a boyfriend at least sometimes too. you know someone will call you i'll yeah. stay for weeks without if my mother doesn't call me my dad doesn't call <laughs> me all my siblings <laughs> really bad eh? nobody my phone will just die it will nobody will call me so you, i'll i'll keep on asking myself so god why then until one day this thing just crossed my mind mm-hmm. he's not a god for the good times only <laughs> he's not a that and, and i remember there's this verse which came i, I love it uh, sorry i can't remember where exactly it's in uh, psalms it says no isaiah when you go through the waters i will be with you, you. when you go through 43. the rivers they will not overflow they will not drown you yes yep. When you go through the fire it will, will not kindle you yeah. because mm. I am with you. Yeah. You know the thing is you go through issues and you want to camp and settle in those issues. Mm. You don't want to take challenges as a walk. Yeah. That's a lesson that I learned. In every challenge you go through. Mm-hmm. Always assume it is a journey. When you start a journey it's easy. Yeah. At some point it gets difficult. Mm-hmm. But when it gets difficult does that mean that the you're not going to no. it's not you you're just going through and that's what the bible says when you go through mm-hmm. right exactly. even mm-hmm. david said when i go through the the valley of the shadow of, of death, death i shall fear no i shall evil. fear no evil yeah It, you're going through you're not camping there yeah problem is we camp and we settle in those issues that's why mm-hmm. depression comes in um mm-hmm. also how do you go through issues mm-hmm. when you're going through that issue and eriko is being blessed do you feel angry you understand yeah. that you can actually sit back and say oh yenyewe you know i learned to actually enjoy when other people are being blessed yeah. and i'm not being blessed yeah. so you actually look and say oh my god i really wish i could have that but god please help me not to feel bad mm. you know you have to talk to yourself yeah. please help me not to feel bad yeah. because you know god is attracted to good character mm-hmm. god is not attracted to anger yeah. god is not attracted to you know so to jealousy 
So as you're going through that pain, mm -hmm. as you see other people, you say, it's not happening to me, but can I be happy for them, mm -hmm. yeah. you know? The pastor had gone to the early morning, and he says, you are in debt, and somebody says, oh, let me give you this miracle. I just received five, five million. Mm -hmm. And you're asking, excuse me, you know? Where did I go wrong? <laughs> that was my exact prayer, mm -hmm. and you answered him, uh -huh. you know? <laughs> You know, yeah. so for me, learn to rejoice as other people are receiving. Yeah. That time you go and cry and say, God, but thank you. Mm, yeah. You know, thank you that it's happened to them. So you actually learn to, re learn to rejoice with other people, but learn to say, but God, but I like that you speak with God. Yeah. I like that you tell God I'm angry. Mm -hmm. I like that you, you know, I, there was a time I asked God, I had this very funny car, mm. you know, and everyone is having these big cars and nice cars. And so I was like, I God. And they're saying, this is how the Christians live. Mm. You know, they look so pathetic. They look yeah. so, you know, so sometimes it's good to talk to God, yeah. you know, and he will come through. But but that's the thing. I was, I was telling a friend of mine the other day, sometimes I don't pray because I feel like God has put my prayers in a jar and he's put it somewhere else. And he's just reading every other prayer that comes in and he fulfills those ones. But mine are seated somewhere, just gathering dust in heaven. You know, like that's how it feels sometimes. Valentine. You, know, Valentine. you just prayed. Praying is not <laughs> kneeling down. Praying is airing your... You know, there are times when I would sit because I want to, to tell God something. So I don't kneel and close my eyes. I just talk. Yeah. I really feel bad, you know. In fact, it seems as if... There was a time I was telling God, by the way, it seems as if you prepare a table for my enemies where I am to see them. Yeah. <laughs> How? Yeah. You know, you told me you'd prepare a table for me where my enemies, my yes. enemies. Yes. Now you're doing just the opposite. Yeah. So prayer is not kneeling down and prayer is sometimes you wake up and say, Yenyewe God, I, that's not fair, you know? Yeah. You know, so you actually, prayer is what you do every day. Me, I talk to God every day and prayer is not necessarily that I'll be in a prayer meeting or I'll mm. be where. What you're telling God every day, and it is very nice to be sincere with God. You see, when you look at Naomi in the Bible, he said, call me Mara. Yeah. You know, like where you've been yeah. somewhere yeah. in your village, mm -hmm. you are going back there mm. in a worse state. Yes. You know, and you're so embarrassed. God gets us out of trouble mm -hmm. when we are so honest. Sometimes your enemies are they are the only ones, the ones who normally know first. They'll know the negative. <laughs> your enemies normally know first when you're in trouble. Uh -huh. Don't worry about them. Let yeah. them know. But you still tell God, Yenyewe, I'm in this bad state. I really must speak to you. Yeah. This is really bad. Is this how you treat your children, really? You know? Yeah. And again, there are things that make us worried. Or oh, because I was feeling bad and I talked to God like this, maybe I will not receive. Mm. No, he hears you. My son, I want the best for him. But in, at this age, in his teenage, sometimes he's rude. I just want to throw him. You know, he's rude. I'm like, so God is with us the way we are with our children. You know, we can be rude. We can be these things. But God is saying, oh, my God, she's been crying so much. The answer is coming. So sometimes when the answer is coming, our eyes are blurred and we can miss it out because of the pain that we are feeling. But mm. know that your answer is on the way. Some, something also uh, that you need to remember is uh, it's not every day that things will just... God doesn't work the way we expect. We expect. It doesn't work by a <laughs> click of a, you know, a snap yeah. of a finger. No. Oh, I love what you say. It is his timing. About it. it is his timing. Trust me, I used to... At, at least at some point I started getting jobs. Mm. I would stay for jobs no, for years. But they were, you know, from hand to mouth. By the time you even think of doing something big, you don't have the money. 
it's yeah. gone and every time i would ask god i look at the people who no let let me just say the gentiles mm. they live in large they have I all things they don't even remember how it feels to say god thank you yeah. but for me the little i get i tithe i always make sure that i'm tithing mm-hmm. i do all things and at this moment i'm still very new in salvation mm. so i'm also trying to you know cultivate my yeah. own salvation mm-hmm. and sometimes i'll just feel or i just go you know niachane na mambo ya mungu just yeah but every time i'll just remember yeah there's a there's a reason why it is difficult and i believed i in, in my young age i'll tell you there's nothing good that comes easy nothing and good things absolutely don't. nothing yeah. so sometimes let me tell you it's so easy to let yourself go through tough situations mm. it's so just allow yourself to go through that because that's where you grow mm-hmm. you even mold your character mm-hmm. and i i remember you even asked the the question of waiting to, for how long do you even wait yeah. with patience there are some things it doesn't matter it doesn't it's not qualified or quantified Take and the, the patience same. is not there sometimes you yeah, you're forced to even, you have <laughs> you have to wait sometimes it's not easy actually patience it's not easy it's not it has never been a easy park in the a easy walk in the park you build yourself into patience yeah there are things which patience will take one month a day there are those will take 10 years yeah. like i told you i started desiring marriage when i was 20 i'm 30 now 10 years gone still trusting god for that man and I, even now there's no sign that it is coming but i believe <laughs> i believe it will come do i still pray about it yes. i do and actually right now I'll tell you there are things i don't pray about it i mm. thank god for it yeah patience grows from a point of asking to a point of you translate it into thanking mm. Mm. as I, and i believe even for work those times i used to have those jobs that poor pay poor pain every time as in you don't even know if you ever buy anything in your life the minute i started thanking god for this little that i had trust me that's when a big job came a job where the salary when they told me number one, i was like i i is that for the entire year or are we talking about a month they were like it's a month you know that pay that you've never dreamt about yeah. yes the minute i learned to thank and that is not for everyone i'll tell you as long as you're deeply rooted in god now this is where spirituality comes in you develop a, a thanksgiving heart even in the deepest even right now that you're not working i know it is not easy i've been there as a young girl mm-hmm. but i learned i told myself mm-hmm. the reason the only thing that will distinguish me from the young girl who is not born again and this young girl that is me that who, that knows christ that believes christ died for me it is a thankful heart it's like surrendering you just surrender yeah. your life you tell god right now i may not explain mm-hmm. the things that i'm going through and mm-hmm. i don't even know how to start if i was to explain but you know the end yeah. you know how it's gonna turn out mm-hmm. so for me i just let surrender it to you and that's what i'll tell you surrender there's one one very important thing i think i want to say mm-hmm. god's things don't come packaged the way we expect them and it's very easy to miss them yeah it's like this interview could be very very important mm-hmm. but we may not have seen it as important you know it could be an opening door for me for you for everyone else but we never saw it mm-hmm. it is like that something very so insignificant 
And that's why I keep talking about following your heart. You yeah. want to do something. Mm -hmm. You do not know why you are doing it. It's just one of those small things that you are doing on a Friday morning. But the door that it opens is greater than you, you expect. So also be very keen that God's, God's doors come. And when they open, you do not know what you're getting inside that door when you go through it. But sometimes what you get in is amazing. Um, so guys, I think this is one of those topics that really does not have a proper ending. And so in the interest of time, I'd want to know your thoughts on this quarter life crisis, even as we make time to break this down into bigger and better explanations for next week. So, Steph, maybe you can give us your closing remarks or thoughts on quarter-life crisis before we finish. Uh, first, I would say quarter-life crisis is real. It's something which is there. Mm -hmm. And if not, if you get into it with all the hype and expecting people to give you directions on how not to handle it without yeah. you yourself knowing, trying to no, find yourself, mm -hmm. you'll be living someone else's life. You'll not live for you you'll yeah. be living for people either parents siblings employers or or even friends mm -hmm. and that the, by the time you realize oh i've been living someone else's life yeah you'll be 40 midlife crisis yeah and that's where people start doing no getting suicidal and such yeah so number one find yourself know what you want i know sometimes if you need to get a counselor get someone to counsel you if mm. you need a mentor actually if it's not if it's a an if get a mentor get someone who has been through that season and yeah. someone actually you can look up to go to them ask them and be clear be honest with them tell them oh by the way this is the mistakes that i've made yeah. and i don't want to keep on doing them yeah. for example if it is a lifestyle that you feel it is weighing you down be honest sometimes you get mentors but we don't we're not open with them we mm -hmm. lie to them yeah so how is are they going to help uh, help us if we're not giving them the entire truth yeah. so get someone to work with you number 2 if it's in studies please sometimes especially people you know that is the age where you in either campus you know mm -hmm. avoid some companies which you don't need yeah. Sometimes, you know, we get into friendships with, for convenience, either because we want to be seen or we want to be famous. Mm -hmm. Please, it will, nobody has ever died because they were alone That's or they true. didn't have many friends. Nobody. Yeah. Sometimes actually you die because you had those people in your life. Yeah. Or you get in messes, arrested, yeah. drugs and some weird behaviors because mm -hmm. you are around the wrong people. Yeah. If it need, requires you to be alone in that age, that car period mm -hmm. in that time if you need to be alone be alone yeah read actually if you don't have friends read mm -hmm. read on good things i myself i invested in reading I have books i i wish i could go back to the read the reading i used to do back yeah. then i read about financial stuff i read about uh relationships i read about uh, general stuff get yourself a good Hobby, a hobby which is helping you grow instead of going out either clubbing and all that. And spirituality, I would say, it really helps. Have find something. If you're Muslim, go to the mosque. Yeah. For Christians, for those of us who are Christians, mm -hmm. please grow in church. Yeah. Grow in and the one way you can grow in God, it is mm -hmm. reading the Bible. Mm -hmm. As you read other materials, yeah. make the Bible the, your best book that you'll always refer. Because in all the circumstances, in every trouble or situation you'll ever go through, mm -hmm. the answer I believe it is in the Bible. Yeah. There's always a verse which will tweak yeah. something in you. 
for every season. You'll always ha have a solution. So don't go through issues alone. Mm -hmm. And be real. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, we preach, especially for Christians, I would say, we, when we go through situations, we want to pretend everything is okay. But yeah. deep down, we are hurting deeply. Learn to let it out. Yeah. speak out and when you're speaking out tell exactly how you feel if you feel you say i want i feel like i want to punch someone mm, just express say it, it. Yeah. say it with time you'll find that you're you're healing and you a day at a time yeah you're recovering and your things start feeling okay yeah so that i, I think that would be my potential right yeah mom any thoughts i, I totally agree with her quarter life crisis is real and we must face it head on. We must face it head on. However, we must be very hopeful. Because when you lose hope, then you don't quite get through it. Mm -hmm. So we must be a people who have hope. Yes, I'm not seeing what is ahead of me, yeah. but it is coming. Also, analyze what is this that I'm going through, you know, so that you know this is what I'm feeling. And be very ruthless with yourself about what you're feeling. And ask yourself, how will I deal with it? Then I go to what she said about getting a mentor. Now, as you go to get a mentor, you must get a real person. <laughs> Don't get artificial people. Don't get people who seem to just want to say the best, the good things, you know, but people who really are loose. And people who can give you their own stories. Yeah. People can talk about themselves. They will help you overcome it. Yeah. But um, the unfortunate thing is that the, the, the older generation, we do not speak to the younger people real things. We want them to, to, to think we've always made it. That's what makes it very hard for the younger people. We need to be able to say life can be so tough, yeah. but you can get over it. So, and that's why I'm talking about mentors who are real, who will tell you at 20, I had this problem and I got through it. At 30, I had this issue and I got through it. So that you are speaking to people who are real, who live on this world, yeah. you know. Yeah, and then as, as we get out of a crisis, we should know that there are times when you'll get out gradually. Mm -hmm. There are times when you can get out, you know, very quickly, yeah. which is a good thing. Uh, but um, yeah, to just be relaxed and know that somehow you got in there, you will get out. Yeah. So we should not think we are locked in jail forever we are condemned. <coughs> That's where the hope comes in. Mm -hmm. We must be a very hopeful people yeah. that will get out of it. Other people have been there, they came out. So we need to be hopeful. All right. I don't have any closing remarks for this topic because I'm also still learning. But um, this is a call to action for people who have probably gone through this phase as well. Or guys who are experiencing it and guys who are anticipating to experience it, kindly send a voice note on Anchor if you're listening on Anchor or send a DM on Instagram through this is underscore Shiko and on Facebook, Valentine Karaoke. Send those voice notes as well to my email, vwkaraoke.vk at gmail.com. Let me know what you think about this topic, what you'd like to hear in the next episode, even as we meet with Steph and mom again to expound more on this topic. And until then, see you at the top.